You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back. Hour 2, Moneyline, Sunday morning, Memorial Day weekend. I know you got that barbecue pit going. My man Alex Villanueva says he's got ribs, fajitas, chicken, sausage. Let's go. I can smell it through this computer right now. I want to turn up as soon as I leave here as well. 713-780-3776. Shout out to everyone hanging out on Twitch this morning. White Magic's checking in. Eva Hojo's in the house. And then my man Lamont that just called says, Texans making the playoffs. Is there another strain of weed out there that I don't know about? He's referring to what Josh Jordan here teased last segment, saying that there's a few or, or one scenario where the Texans can make the playoffs. Let them have it. Okay, guys. So this is... I have to lay this out because it sounds a little crazy without a little bit of context. So so here's what I'm thinking. I think the AFC South is going to be much worse this year than it was last year. The whole division as a whole. And I think it could be as bad as our boy Trey, his Cowboys division last year. Washington football team made the playoffs at 7-9, and nine, right? And I think we could see something similar in this division, and here's why. All, all I need are these three things to happen, and I don't think they're that unlikely. One, Carson Wentz has to keep playing for the Colts like he played for the Eagles last year. Terrible. You know, if he's turning over the football for the Colts and he's not very good, you could see the Colts take a step back because Phillip Rivers wasn't great, but he wasn't putting their defense in terrible positions by throwing picks all the time. Carson Wentz might do that. There's no... There's no lock that he's going to have a rebound of his career with the Colts. So that's one. Carson Wentz continues to just play the same as he's been playing. Not very good. Second of all, Derrick Henry falls off. Every time we see a running back, maybe not every time, but almost every time a running back rushes for 2,000 yards, he has a big drop off the next season from the workload. People are, you know, looking at, you know, keying on him more. I think he could get nicked up this year. You know, as a fantasy guy, every time you think about drafting Derrick Henry, you ask yourself, is this the year that he gets nicked up? Because he has so many touches, and he's a big guy. He takes a lot of hits. So he rushed for 2,000 yards this past year. I think he could fall off. And he's basically their whole team. And they didn't really – they don't have a second running back behind him that's anywhere close to his quality. So if he's not the same – I know they have A.J. Brown, but they lost lost Corey Davis this offseason – um, they also uh, lost the tight end. Uh, what's his John name? John U. Smith. Yeah, John U. Smith. He's gone. So really, it's just A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry. And if Henry has a fall-off year, which is very likely, I don't think the Titans are that good. They might get Julio, though. And if that could change everything. They Trey. lost Humphreys, though. They, yeah. they lost quite a few things. They lost Davis is hobbling. Okay, so let me, pr- let, me, let me break it to you like this, and, and let me know what you guys think. Okay, an extra game added this season. So what? What's usually, in, and it fluctuates, obviously, the year to year, but what's the benchmark usually around for a team's record to make it to the playoffs and you, in, in, a, in a regular season, not the added game? Maybe nine wins? Yeah. Somewhere around there? Okay, so preseason right now, the win totals, as of Vegas, they have Titans over under nine and a half games, and then the Colts at 10. Those yep. two teams, just say nine wins each, does that get two teams out of this division you think into the playoffs? Obviously the division winner won, but does that other nine win team get into the playoffs with the added game? I don't I'm not sure, well, right? I don't think so. They I add think that's a coming playoff from, team too though now. It's seven. For sure. It's it, true. It, it just it's it's if that's that's in the form I ask it because if you say yes, then 
and you would say, okay, both of these teams should overexceed their win total. That means the Colts, because they got the Colts at 10. See, I think that's, you're betting a lot on Carson Wentz being good. I mean, that, seriously. I mean, that could, that could go south on you quickly. So I, I, I don't know if I buy I do think the Colts have the best complete team, you know, as far as defense, offensive line, skill players. You know, they, you know T.Y. Hilton's still there. Pittman, you know, they, they have some guys. So also I, I, another place Julio could go. Another place Julio could go. And Jonathan Taylor, I think we all like him as a running back. He's a good player. And they brought Marlon Mack back. So I think they're going to be good in that aspect. But if Carson Wentz is turning the ball over, that, that could be a big problem. And then the other team, the only one other thing I need to happen is Trevor Lawrence just kind of struggles as a rookie. And he doesn't elevate a team that won one game last year. Even if he wins five extra games for them this year. That's still a six-win football team. And, I mean, we look at, you know, the great Peyton Manning. His rookie year, he had, what, 26 touchdowns with 28 interceptions. It's great you say that six point that, that six mark if they were to win X amount more games yeah. because their win total is six and a half. See? So it's like literally right there. Right there. And, how, I mean, that'd be a big improvement for them. How many games is a rookie quarterback with a rookie coach? How many games is that worth as an improvement to what they had Maybe that that would be an improvement if they could That's win. That's a big improvement. And Peyton Manning, I, look, I'm Peyton Manning is one of the best regular season quarterbacks ever. So I'm giving Trevor Lawrence room to be really good. Peyton's first year, they were three and thirteen. Okay, now let's play the other end, and let's say worst case scenario. Let's say that the Colts do pan out, right? The Colts do surpass those ten win totals. Mm-hmm. Let's say. The Titans do come out and have another year. I'm not even going to want to say they get Julio or whatever because that's that's still maybe in the works. Let's sure. Say. But let's say they do come out and win 10 games. And then let's say that there is an improvement by the Jaguars and they do end up getting around the six wins. Mm-hmm. Is the under four and a half wins a lock? It feels <laughs> like it. That means that the Texans are in trouble. You know, seriously. Like big trouble, yeah, right? Yeah, but but maybe that's the best thing. And that's that's the one other part of this question that let me pose to you guys. What would be better if you're a Texans fan? That they sneak in with like an eight and nine record. They sneak into the playoffs because just the division's terrible. Or would you rather them just bottom out and, and get those top draft picks? You know, what's the what's better for a rebuilding Texans team? The second one. Yeah. And, and and that's where I think too. Yeah. It's just hard as a fan to say, you know what? Well, let's just throw this season, right? Away. And I think, yeah, those thirty five hundred dollar PSLs aren't throwing themselves away. And that's why those people are selling yeah. them. Like I tell you, wording it like they're doing you the favor, and then throwing a dozen of tamales too. You're thinking, <laughs> and this deal's good, too good to pass up. I'll take the tickets yeah. before you know you're in there watching Mills come in week six, praying for your life. I just, it's just bad news. Again, what if what? We talked about them being underdogs in every single game. They're underdogs yes. in week one against a rookie quarterback at home. At home. That, that, that goes to tell you everything you need to know. And that's why I say, where does these wins come from? Because let's say they they do make it out of out of that first game with a win. They cr- crawl out of a win. The Texans, then you go to, at Cleveland. <laughs> yep, they're losing that one. But I could see them win week three against Carolina. What if Sam Darnold's terrible? That's not crazy. That'd be two wins yeah. out of your four and a half right then and there. Buffalo, New England, ugh, at Indianapolis, ugh, at Cardinals, ugh, Rams, at Dolphins, week nine. Yeah, and if Tua doesn't turn out to be as good as they hoped, maybe. Then, then you come up to your bye week and you say, 
team, we've made it this far. Now what do we do? Davis Mills time. That's my guess. I think that's when he starts. And Davis Mills starts at Tennessee Titans at 12 o'clock Central Standard Time kickoff. Yep. Uh, divisional game on the road. Do you think they start him there? That's the question. Do you say he's got two weeks because it's coming off the bye. So he gets two weeks to prepare for that game. So if it was me, yeah. And I don't think the Titans are some great defense. And, you know, we'll see if Derrick Henry's, you know, still crushing it and healthy by that point in the season. That point you say, all right, get him in there. And then he goes out there and the Titans end up running it down their throat. He has a few interceptions. You're like, okay, we expected that. Then the Jets, that's his time to shine. That's a winnable game. That's a... That's a time to shine. You fire up Mills that weekend in, in DraftKings, whatever. You yeah. Don't go out and get a jersey, though, because then he has to play in Annapolis after that, then Seattle, and then at Jacksonville. It, yeah, the, and I see why the number is at four and a half. Because, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, may, Where, Where's may, the four? Yeah, yeah, the four, the only way I see the four is that Jets, the, maybe the Carolina game, and your two games against Jacksonville, you know? <laughs> But yeah. there's always a fluke game where a team yeah. that's supposed to win loses. Yeah. Like, that always and, happens. And we see the Texans do this every single year. They'll be, like, on a roll or they'll be winning, and they'll lose to, like, a team with, like, a guard. Like, they'll lose to Will, Will Greer or Kyle Allen. Yes. Like, that happens every single year. It's the NFL. It's that any given Sunday thing. You know, teams – and here's the other thing about the Texans. Even when they're terrible, they, they tend to – find their water level around nine and seven or eight and eight you know what i mean like they almost yeah except for a couple two and 14 seasons they're almost always around 500 i'm giving the texans three wins this year three three that's one of the jacksonville games i want to say that jets game but i can see them getting embarrassed for whatever reason there they're gonna have that one fluke game when someone has a a bad scheduling spot and they catch them hey man i don't see i don't see where they even get to four I get it, but we're also looking at this as you know everybody's healthy, and you know in our in For our sure. minds everybody's going to play up to what you expect them to play up to, and we know every NFL season it doesn't go down like that. But as a handicap, you can't help but think, yeah, three or four wins is, is where the Texans will be. But what we're assuming, like, what if Deshaun Watson comes back in Week Nine? You, you know what I mean? Like that that could change everything. That would be the. Man, that that would be the U-turn of all U-turns yeah. in the gambling. My God, it's Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Watson. Dun, 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 dun. He comes out throwing cheesesteaks to yeah. everyone, just free cheesesteaks. Well, you would forgive him. He so- throws like a towel to the crowd. Again, I want to know out there, Watson, Ooh, Texans fan, would if, if he just came back right now with a different attitude like we spoke about last segment and just said, you know what? He he starts confessing, not that we need him to, but just, you know, theoretically speaking, just he comes out with a confession basically to himself, to the team, to, to the teammates, to the to the fans. He even comes out and, and he, he he tells the fans, I'm sorry. I have I have committed mistakes. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know the feelings I was hurting. I didn't know the lives I was changing, blah, blah, blah. He does the whole thing. And he comes back and he tells the team, just, just give me a helmet again. I, I I'm not you won't hear a peep out of me. Let's get out there and play. Do you forgive them? 713-780-3776. Do you just say, hey, all bygones be bygones? Let's let's pick up where we left off. Let's let's try to get more than four and a half wins. Let's try to do that. I'm not sure if, if the people forgive them or not, but if you do, 713-780-3776, we want to know your thoughts. This is Moneyline ESPN 97.5.
You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. It's a Sunday morning. It's Memorial Day weekend. And the squad is in studio and accounted for trying to keep you entertained. We got about 45 minutes left, but luckily, hey, we get breaking news. What? Aaron Rodgers pops up in the news since we last had a show, and it sounds a little bit like this. Got the pipes. Yeah. So what? Are, what are we listening to here? This is Aaron Rodgers singing a, a Taylor Swift song on vacation. The reason we're bringing this up is because this is what's been posted this week to a social media, basically telling you that he doesn't give a damn about what's going on. We're over here speculating that the Packers are going to do this, and you got Brett Favre speaking on him. You got Robert Tanyan coming out and saying that we're going to win a Super Bowl this year when he shows up, and then you go to. Instagram, and you got Acoustic Rogers. That was him on the guitar. <laughs> Rogers Unplugged. Rogers Unplugged. That's what we're going to call him. You got Acoustic Rogers. Moods with Aaron Rodgers. Yes. With the different hairdo. He's got the, he's got the not Zelda, but Link. You know, the Zelda and Link, Little Link, when he when he would just tie it back here, he yeah. looks like he walks around with a, air, a bone arrow. That's what Aaron Rogers looks like right I, now. He's yeah. out on vacation, and, 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 and I mean... The guy, he's got he's got some musical, uh, you know, he does talent. He, may, he yeah. may leave the NFL for a Whole Foods. <laughs> I could very well see that. I could too. He's, he's manager and the sample guy. Like he's he's an all team player. You know, he's then giving the Utility samples, man. managing everything. He helps you plug your electric car in at Whole Foods. A little bit of everything. He's playing guitar and working on a man bun. But I mean, honestly, that's where we are. That's where we are right now. We approach. We talk about. Um, Watson for quite a bit, you know, this show, what happens with Rodgers going forward? Now you're hearing that two things. What if he retired and then came back next year, right? So then that would force uh, the hand of the Packers in some way because right now the Packers, Rodgers holds the key in the form, but then also the Packers do too because the Packers can, can take back a lot of that money. We're talking about surplus of $30 million, okay? So, what what's the worst case scenario here and the best case scenario for a Packers fan that Rogers sits out and then you take the chance of him getting his way and getting shipped out, but then you save that money and you could use that money towards something else or that Rogers shows up and he kind of, I'm not going to say half asses it because he doesn't seem like a guy that half ass something, but w- what is that locker room going to be like? W- what is the, you know, how does the fans take him back in? There is some kind of Deshaun Watson parallels here, right? Because, a lot of people are on Rogers' side because they feel like the Packers did not handle this very well. What the, you know, drafting his replacement and not surrounding him with any first round receivers. Like they've made a lot of dumb moves and just making him not want to show up, you know, like this is Aaron Rodgers. Making him play acoustic guitar. Yeah, making him play acoustic. Yeah, he's, he's writing songs about how bad he was treated by the Packers, but I don't know if they expected him to come out and be an MVP type quarterback again. 
You know what I mean? I think this year was a surprise to the Packers. They were they were drafting his replacement because they thought they were seeing some fall off from him. And then he goes out and wins MVP. You know, so I think that that kind of screwed up their plan. They're like, oh man, he's still one of the best players in the NFL. We kind of screwed this up. So they're doing anything they can to patch it up, but I don't I'm with you. Like Rodgers just seems like a guy he wants to play football. And like his numbers, he wants to be considered up there with, you know, Brady and, and Drew Brees and all those guys. And if you're missing a season, you're going to miss a lot of those numbers. So I think he's just flexing right now because he can do whatever the hell he wants. He's Aaron Rodgers. 713-780-3776. Are you on Team Rodgers or are you saying, no, he needs to go ahead and show up as well. He signed that check. He needs to go ahead and earn that paycheck. Someone that needs to earn their paycheck as well, though, Tim Tebow, if he can make a team. Vegas has set a bet over under two and a half touchdowns for the season. Will Tim Tebow get in the end zone three times if you take the over to cash that ticket? Now, one thing that has to happen is he has to play week one for this ticket to be valid because many will say, well, what if he doesn't make the team? Does that cash the ticket? No, Vegas is a little bit smart right now, and they're saying no. Week one, active on the roster, tickets in play. He has to score three touchdowns, over under two and a half. So three beats you if you go under. Man, I'm team under. Yeah. To me, we keep hearing this, well, he could be like Taysom Hill. Yeah. Right? No. He can't. Can can he throw the ball like Taysom Hill? No. I, Jerry, yeah, he Jerry could go out there and be, be like Neymar. <laughs> no, I eat too many blizzards. You know, like there's no way that I can be that. Can he throw? Have you seen Taysom Hill throw a deep ball? Like go watch when they put him in the package. That man's throwing ropes forty yards down the field. Have you seen Taysom Hill find the hole and 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 gain three or four yards like nothing? When he's in that backfield, it's automatic four or five yard gain. It just it puts the it leaves the defense unbalanced. It, it's it's he 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 brings a fear into the defense. You have to respect what he can do with his arm and legs. Where where in the hell do we get Tebow? Does he run like Taysom Hill? No. You know, Taysom Hill's like a 4-5-40 guy. <laughs> uh, Tebow ran a 4-7 at the Combine. You know how many years ago that was? He's probably running a 4-8-4-9 now. Come on, a decade ago. Yes. So, no, he can't. And to your point about Hill, not only has, does he have some speed, he's a big dude. He can break tackles. So if you just let him get loose, that's a problem, especially if you're trying to tackle him with a cornerback or something. That's not what Tebow. He can't outrun anybody. Two and a half. I I don't see. I don't. I don't think he makes the team. But but I don't know. You know that they. they I think it's a personal thing. I don't think it's about his playing ability. They might just keep him on the roster. The other thing too, a lot of times coaches like to bring in a mole. You know what I mean? A, a player that'll kind of tell on the other players so the coach really knows what's going oh, on. Oh, I never thought of that. Y- you know what I mean? So, you know, Tebow's hanging out with the guys in the locker room and, and hearing the stories from the weekend. Kids? Yeah. In and, 2021, we call them snitches. Right. But uh, tell me that you couldn't see that being something that, that they're looking into. Well, now, now, guys. Uh-huh. Let's stop the horse playing. Yeah. Man. He's like Beaver a little bit. <laughs> yeah, now, now, let's stop the horse play. Again, though, just to me... <laughs> Where's this? Okay, with Taysom Hill, when he lines up back there, you don't know if he's going to run, throw. You don't know. You see Tim Tebow back there, you're going to you're going to put eight in the box. You're going to say put everybody in the box. We're going man on man on the outside. Beat us. Uh, throw it. Here's the other thing about Taysom Hill. He's played NFL football in the last five years. That's a good you know point. what I mean? That's a valid argument. <laughs> I mean, just saying. Tebow was angels in the outfield. He was playing baseball. He was. I mean, he did. Uh, 
it just I don't know what to say about this. I just to me sometimes, man, whenever they come out with these lines, I, I just have no I have no option but to bet the under. But it's it's fun, right? They're putting lines on this because Tebow draws attention. And people we're talking about it on the show right now, right? People talk about Tebow. And it gets action for him. You know, Vegas probably doesn't care. As long as you're betting one side or the other, they they got your action. That's what they want. What does the name Brandon Jacobs, when you think of Brandon Jacobs, the football player, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Ah, oh, when he ran that dude over, right? Like, <laughs> like, I, yeah. like he was a big dude, yeah. right? I think of when, like, uh, Super Bowl, the Super Bowl against the second one against the Patriots where he's, like, running and he's like, oh, no, oh, no, and he falls into the end zone. Yeah, he was a big dude, though, right? Yeah, he's a, a poor man's Derrick Henry. 31-year-old running back in 2013 now comes back and says that he wants to be a 39-year-old defensive end. What? I have to I have to click in and see, like, are we talking about the same Brandon Jacobs? Remember, they had a, it was thunder and lightning in yeah. the backfield. What was the little uh, the little running back they had? Mario Manningham? No, well, they no, had no, Tiki no, no. Barber. Right? Tiki Barber They had the while. other guy. Oh, man, it, 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 it split my mind. David Johnson? I'll think of it no, just David as, jo- not David Johnson, but, but you know who I mean. To for him, I mean, thirty-nine-year-old Jacobs wants to come back as a defensive back. Many people thought it was a joke. He comes back and says I'm, on Twitter, "I'm really serious about coming back as a defensive end. I can still run. I'm strong. There's no way Tim Tebow is a better athlete than I am. I just need a shot. That's it. If, if I if if I can't take a cut like a man, just give me the chance. That's all. So. Again, you got people on their couch. That's why I brought this up because you got guys on their couch looking up and saying, Tim Tebow, like, uh, I can still play. Ahmad Bradshaw. Yeah, that, that, that's that who he yeah. was. That, that dude was good. He left for San Francisco, remember? That's exactly who I was thinking of. Remember, they had the one-two punch for a while he there. He followed Brandon Jacobs to San Francisco, didn't he? They both went, right? They, they RIP. They died in San Francisco. Yeah. Rest in peace. You know, I, I blame Tom Brady for all this. He it's, not really, people... it's not his fault, but everybody thinks they can play professional sports until they're 50 years old now. Like, you know, you have to live a certain way. To, yes. You know, you have to you have to live a certain lifestyle. And then many will say, well, we see Brady getting plastered. I, I'm sure <laughs> that that was one of the most drunks he's probably been in years. You know, yes. like he was just he was that was a F you to everyone. Like he had to have felt that way. Like, man, we I can't believe I pulled this off. You yeah. know, like this is. But you think that Brady doesn't take it. You have to live a certain lifestyle. Now you got guys on the couch like Brandon Jacobs talking about. He doesn't even want to play the same position. He's thinking running back. I can't take that kind of punishment, mm-hmm. but I'll go out there and, and lay somebody out. Uh, with the, uh, what, what is he, like 6'4"? I mean, it's 265 pounds? I mean, he's got the body for it, but right. I mean, how could he have the explosion necessary? Once again, another guy that hasn't played football in years. I, I just It is partly Tom Brady, but, but you're right. He lives a certain way. The whole TB12 thing, he has a book. He tells you about the exercises he does and his trainers and his strict diet. And did you know Aaron Rodgers is on the TB12 plan? And we noticed he had his best season in I can't remember how long last year. And he stayed healthy. He played great. And, and he's been doing the TB12 thing. He changed his diet. We, we heard that famous thing about him giving up cheese because on the TB12 diet, you can't have cheese because it causes inflammation. And with him playing for the Packers that he can't eat cheese, ha, ha, ha. But he's changed the way he's approached his body as far as diet and exercise, and he saw results. So this stuff is working for Tom, and it's working for other people too, but that doesn't mean Brandon Jacobs is going to come off the, scra- the scrap heap and, and play a different position at 39 years old. That's crazy.
How about Le'Veon Bell posting 2021 will be the year y'all y'all reminded? <laughs> reminded what? I don't know about you guys, but I just didn't see the same juice to him running last year. He doesn't seem to have that burst anymore. Well, he's blaming it on the play calling. He said oh. the, J- the Jets play calling was a decline in my career. That's where I started seeing differences. Uh, people started arguing with him. <laughs> he still sucked with the Chiefs. He was going back and forth with fans. He's saying, I'll sign somewhere when I'm ready. Ain't no more finessing me with lies. Just get me to sign with the team. No more rush decisions on my end. People say, brother, you, you had so many chances. You had time. And he says, money-wise somewhat. Other than that, hell no. The only difference with the Steelers, they gave me opportunity. I haven't had that since I left. I probably need to play de- for a defensive-minded head coach instead of these offensive-minded gurus. Always somebody else's fault, right? You're not just that you're falling off a little bit. You're an older running back. That happened. You were smoking weed in the airport, getting dropped off, and that's when everything changed. It did. And that holdout, man, that, that changed the course of his Talk about career. Watson having bad people yeah. around him. Bill, I mean, that holdout was terrible no, for him. And wasn't he, like, focusing on a rap career? Didn't he have that Shrimp Bayless song that he dropped or he whatever? Did. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. The Steelers yeah. don't only produce re- wide receivers. They produce artists. Brown <laughs> Brown had a couple yeah. of raps. Those guys are producing talent, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm proud to be a fan. This is Moneyline ESPN 97.5. I am not hiding who I am. Open your eyes, bro. If I ever met you. ESPN 97.5. is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. Checking in on Twitch. Shout out to everyone hanging out this morning. Lamont makes a great point. Tebow never snitched on Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, I right? Tebow liked to live. That might be why he never... He just he would walk by his locker room and throw holy water, you know, just when no one was watching. He'd just be he'd be praying in front of it. Every once in a while, Hernandez would find a candle, a white candle lit by by his locker. Like, man, what in the world is going on? Who hung this cross in my locker? <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, that's all. I mean, who who's going to say anything to do? who was snitching on Hernandez? That's what I always thought about because once you start hearing the the stories on how how he really was, you, he was. A, I mean, he was a type that if you stepped on the shoes at the club, you're in trouble. You're talking about an NFL player, a star at that. You step on his shoes in the club, you're getting in trouble. Spilled drink, you're getting in trouble. And he made it that far without getting in trouble. That means he had some some people around him, a good team. You yeah, talk about he, it. He had a fall guy. He had a fall guy. <laughs> Just eventually, <For> a while. <laughs> eventually, he took out one of his own family members. You know, <laughs> that's where Aaron Hernandez made the mistake, but. He got away with for a long time without anyone really knowing how dangerous. I mean, this guy was this was a dangerous man. We heard reports about it in college. That's why he fell in the draft. People were concerned about the, the off the field stuff. Yeah, he, and they were right. He got away. With it. He could block though. I like his hands, but uh, kills people. Uh, negative. Yeah, that'll um, that'll knock him down to a day two guy, yeah, day three day guy. guy. Tampa Bay Lightning fans, let me uh, see how you guys think about this. For years now, it's been a stadium policy. Basically, if you're in the premium seats, 
for a Tampa Bay Lightning game, you are in, it's enforced, enforced, I say, not not uh, advised, but enforced that you have to, you can't wear anything from opposing teams. Mm. They just recently changed that. It, I think they started in 2013. They changed it. They said, all right, you can wear whatever. How do you feel about that? Does it make it look like, is it is it great, that much of an advantage for the home team to have that section? I mean, in soccer, for example, I started thinking, they split those stadiums in half. You can't have a soccer fans usually, uh, Manchester United fans and, and Manchester City fans in the same side of the stadium. There's going to be death. And we see it like with the Red River shootout, right? Where it's like half Longhorns, half Sooners. Imagine if you put them though together in that game. Oh. Imagine, you know, second quarter, halftime, what happens at that? It, it's it's going to be death. Mm-hmm. But in this particular instance, is that the way they did it or the reason they did it? Or they do it for, for some other reason? I mean, I don't know. So I started thinking one time, this is probably like, I mean, eight, nine years ago, I went to the Texans um, training camp, and I and I had a, a Steelers shirt on. And uh, we had been drinking, man, pre. And this is early in the morning. We started drinking early. Like, man, we're going in the training camp drunk. Like, <laughs> first thing, we get in there, and somebody taps me on my shoulder. And and, and this guy's, like, in a suit. He has, like, he has like a little earpiece in. I'm like, oh, damn, they're going to kick me off for being drunk. Mr. Anderson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. From the Matrix. He, he, he did the three taps. <laughs> On my like shoulder. Secret service. Yeah. You know right then and there. And then he doesn't even talk to you right away. When you when you locked eyes with him, then he says something in his earpiece, like secret service. You're like, he has to let him know, like, all right, I, I've made contact. Come here. I'm like, what the hell is he about to do? Then he pulls out a Texan shirt, T-shirt. Really? I, th- I thought he was going to pull out a weapon just or, or handcuffs. He just, and he pulls out a Texan's T-shirt, and he's like, we need you to change this. And I'm like, what? And I had, like I said, I have a Steelers shirt, and he's like, yeah. You're not, uh, you're not allowed to wear any other team colors here or whatnot. And, and I kind of looked at him like it was, it was a weird silence. I say five to ten seconds. You know, I'm a little drunk. Now I'm, I'm bothered. You know, I'm looking at him like, huh, I'm not ch-. And he wasn't budging. He looked at me. He said, you can either do this, you put this on, or you can uh, feel free to exit the premises. He even used those kind of terms. I'll mm. never forget that. Jeez. And as a media member, typically you, you don't want to be biased to where you're for the Texans. What if you're a fan? Yeah, you're not, you know, as a media member, you probably shouldn't be wearing Texans gear. So that, that's a little odd to me. But to, to your big point here, we kind of saw this with the Dodgers-Astros game the other day where it was all Dodgers fans in the stadium. Man, you let's know, talk about yeah, that. Yeah, you know, they're wearing all the Dodgers gear. and Reportedly, Jim Crane was was upset that they let the, the ticket people sold all these tickets to Dodgers They fans. took over. The Dodgers fans yeah. took over that stadium. It was ridiculous. Not only that, we got our ass whooped in the, in the stands. Yes. I, I, bad. <laughs> bad. Two of us. You know, to, two fans. And that's what uh, I hated that, though. Like, Astro fan, let's not be weak and all of a sudden because we got our ass whooped. Yes, it was it was terrible that the kid was involved. Now I'm hearing that the girl was pregnant. It's a bad look on the family. But we don't know what but we don't know what led up to that. What if those dudes were, were, were being mouthed off? Because I, I also saw, and I don't want to call him by name, someone that everyone's cool with, him and his wife. He moved down from his cheap seats up top to go down by the Crawford boxes, and he's over there yelling at, any, there's a bunch of Dodgers fans in the section. He's yelling, cheaters, like for like two minutes straight. Finally, a, a woman stands back and she's like, can I just watch the game? And she's trying to go to the restroom and he's like following behind her, yelling in her face. I'm thinking, if that's my wife, you're getting your ass whooped. Mm-hmm. Like, I let's, forget this baseball stuff and this cheater stuff. Like, you're not going to f- follow my wife to the restroom yelling cheater in her face. So it's like, 
Like, what are we doing? And then, and then on the other hand, I don't know what if these guys were saying something. Or don't get me wrong. What if the Dodgers guy was was standing up and saying cheaters? Mm. Then all of a sudden, the two guys said something. You shouldn't have said something if you didn't want to smoke. You got your ass whooped. The person I'm more mad at, the two. My friend won because he, he. We both got our ass whooped. You were still standing while I was getting binked on. Like we're both getting our asses whooped. Like that. Just that's just known. If we both are getting a fight, we're either both winning or we're yeah. both getting our asses whooped. And then the other guy that runs down like three. Three rows and and I'm like, oh, he's about to swing, and then he he gets up and he points in his face. He's like, hey, it's this guy, you know. And you're like, man, you stay your ass in your seat, you know. And by no means do I condone fighting at a stadium, no means. But a lot of those people that went to that particular series knew what they were going with. They went looking for the smoke. All the you see all these people on Twitter. Likes to fight guy was all about that game. All or yeah, likes to troll guy ended up realizing that he needed to be. This wasn't social media anymore. Likes to troll guy ended up being like. I didn't say it likes to fight guy. I, I like to troll guy. They're like, no, bro, this is real life. Now you got to talk to that guy. Who who knows? Like I said, who knows? It could have been the Dodger fan standing up saying something, but some, some kind of dialogue. He didn't just jump rows and start swinging on two people. Some kind of dialogue went by. But if if you didn't want the smoke, don't say nothing. That's it's that simple. Don't don't act like you have uh, you're a fighter up there, and then you get your ass whooped. And now it's like, oh man, we feel sorry for him. No, we don't know what happened there, but we know that there had to have been some. These guys didn't just ninja fight each other. Let's fight, you know. Like no, something was said. Something right? led up to it. Something yeah. was said, and then usually if there's two guys on one side, usually the two guys. I've been there when you got enough. You feel like a little more bucked up. I mean, you ain't you ain't gonna say nothing. You see him with his family. You know, I mean, you aren't talking about nothing. Forget the Dodgers. F you. You know, 2017 World Series. All of a sudden, that guy stands up like, like F you. You look at your boy like, you got me. Yeah, I got you. All of a sudden, here we go. Yeah. After I, a couple art cars, you're feeling a little, oh, you little, feel, little strong. Yes. yes. And then that little guy ended up having hands again. We don't know what happened. Let's not be that weak though, Houston. Though, because I've seen a lot of things on Twitter. People been like, yeah, you're losing, and you're like. Okay, it could be said, what are the two guys? Why are you going to talk to crap to a guy with his baby? You know, like, like yeah. it's stupid. It's stupid all the way around. But once it happened, we got to judge by what we saw, the actual the actual scrap. And we got our ass whooped. It wasn't a good look. <laughs> it was not. And, you know, it's funny. Too. Of course, SportsCenter ran with the story of, oh, it's all Dodgers fans at Minute Maid Park, and they're giving them the business. And then the Astros come back and, get a big win over Bauer the next day, nobody talks about it. <laughs> no, you know, I, nobody. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's easy for the media now just to dog on the Astros. It's become so easy. You know what I mean? Well, it has. And, and let's be real. MLB's made it easy. They've made the Astros the scapegoats here. I don't know if you saw, there was, there's another report that alleges that, you know, the Dodgers were doing some sign stealing as all well. That. Yeah. And, and the Rockies were involved in it also. We know all this. It's just, it doesn't matter. Like that, that letter is never getting unsealed. It feels like with the Yankees, Astros just have to own this. Thing. And that's what I say at this point, who cares? Like, who cares what the Dodgers say? Like, who cares what these fans say? Like, who cares? I care about our bullpen. That's yes. what I can, You know what I can do? You know, you stand up and you, and you can we get them to cheat? Yeah, you stand up for your your friend that can't that, that can't fight, and then all of a sudden now you both get your ass. That's what it feels like with the Astros because you end up fighting for them. Like, all right, whatever they cheated, 2017 champions. What? And then all of a sudden the bullpen's getting up in the background. You know, you're about to punch a guy. You know, you're like, what? Bink, home run. You're like, just wait just a second. Yeah. Damn it, I just lost my bet. Mm-hmm. It's money line, ESPN 97.5. SPN 97.5.
CDW, we get the people who need to... to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Last segment before we leave you in the hands of a beautiful Sunday, a holiday Sunday, a barbecue Sunday. Hopefully you get plenty of time in with your family, some good drinks and some good laughs because we need that. It's been a it's been a long, let's call it lockdown, covid quarantine time whatever we call it but from what i see it, things are getting back to normal you said you were at the bar yesterday right it was it was jam-packed it was man we went over to to pitch 25 for the big soccer match yesterday and man it was great we had to wait outside a little bit they were at, they were at capacity so we had to wait huh. for some luckily some people were there waiting to go to the astros game so they left to go to the astros game and that allowed us to get in but yeah man it was great it was the you know, I was talking to some of my buddies. I'm like, how long has it been since we hung out? We're, and I think the last time I was there, you were there. And we <laughs> were talking. It was ago. like two years ago. We were talking about it before the show. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it was really great just to just to get out and have some normalcy again. Normalcy is coming along. Now you're starting to see when the dust settled how much money was lost. In 2020, sports revenue worldwide, right, combined, $135 million. They were projecting it to climb six billion. I mean, I'm sorry, billions, 135 billion. We're talking billions now. They were projecting it to climb up six billion the uh, following year. Instead, sports only generated worldwide 73.7 billion dollars, barely about half. That's a big loss. We're talking about billions now. That's the kind of implications that COVID 19 had, and that's again from they say the biggest part was though at the gate. For sure, every team at the gate. Other teams find out how to move things around, but to to, to lose, I mean, seventy three billion is what they made, and that's half of what they used to make. And it's going to take a long time to to make up this money. And and that's what now the the NFL released their salary cap going forward. I guess the two thousand twenty two one. Yeah, and it's back to a little bit of uh, over two hundred two hundred two. What does that mean for teams going forward? Can can they start spending a little bit more now, or do you still act real tight with your money, saying, "Man, let's let's wait a little bit"? I think it's back to business as usual because all the stands are going to be full. We're already seeing it with baseball, so NFL they should be back to making money. So, There's a yeah. hundred thousand people at this race right now. Look at the stands. A hundred thousand? Yeah, look at the stands. Wow, look at that. No one's fitting in there. Imagine that. It, I mean, and that's for- like half. That's like forty percent capacity. If we go just in the U.S., just in the U.S., how much money was lost there? They lost about half of their money as well, a little bit over half. And we're talking about just the U.S., which is under 70, uh, 70 billion. Man, what a crazy year. You know, we're going to look back on this. You know, everybody's going to ask us, like, what was it like in 2020? You know what I mean? That you're going to be somebody. You were part of that, You were man. part of that? What would you do? I bet on table tennis. Yeah, man. <laughs> we did too. We bet on anything we could. I was like, bet who? on marbles. Oh yeah, <laughs> marbles. Anything. 
I mean, we think back of what COVID gambling was like. I mean, there was table tennis. There was Russian guys in playing table tennis. I'm thinking, who the hell are these guys? I'll bet. I mean, I was betting marbles, uh, chariot racing. I don't know where they were even racing. This was overseas somewhere. Just I look back and I think, man, that's going to be funny to, to tell people. I mean, we were betting on video games. They were doing simulations. Mm-hmm. We didn't even have sports, so they were just basically, when you buy a video game and you see them playing, the, the game's playing itself, that's what you were betting on. You just go on there and you pick two teams and you just let the computer play, and people were betting on that. Literally, though, like on my bookie headlines, I think they're still... That stuck around. That stuck around. People are still betting. betting. You, Friday night, you're just like, well, I ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> Bengals are playing the Steelers. I'll put, you know, I'm sitting here looking like you could go on my bookie right now and click simulated games and you could watch it. <laughs> you can, That's crazy to me. But I, I think the NFL kind of saved it for some normalcy for us, right? Because we, could, we were still able to play fantasy football. You know, there, there weren't a bunch of people in the stands or anything like that, but the game still happened. You know, it, you could still bet. I mean, that was great. I thought the NFL did a, a really good job of, of pulling that off without having to go in a bubble like the NBA did. Like, the NFL did a good job. I still job. don't know how they pulled yeah. it off, to be honest I, I think you. there were some COVID cases that kind of didn't get reported on. <laughs> it how had could there be. not be? Yeah, It had to be. Because just think about this. And then they would try to band-aid it with, with no, no jersey swapping at the end of the game. You're like, man, I just, I just sacked them three times. Yeah. Like, that matters. And now we're seeing it where, of course, some happened that didn't get reported because LeBron got off the hook, right? You know, where he went to some event. and Except for he's in there with Drake and not taking tequila shots yeah. and everyone sees. There had to have been cases somewhere in there that, that people didn't say because think about that. The way the NFL pulled that off, and I look back at before the season, I kept thinking there's no way they're going to finish the season off. There's no way possible that people aren't going to get sick that they're not doing i mean th- there was a talk about an nfl bubble for a while imagine yeah. that yeah. just the rosters were too big yeah they were and all the the people that travel with the team too you know there's just so many people that that work to make an nfl sunday happen where are you gonna put all those people up in hotels i mean people are gonna ask you what was it like to have an nfl game on a wednesday Remember, yeah. like yeah let's think about that like games were getting pulled back what was it the titans yeah we we saw a few of those the games. Bills. Yeah. You, you remember that? It was like, from a football perspective, it was awesome because you were like, man, I got football on a Tuesday. Wait, let's like, do this. Yeah. <laughs> you were hyped. You're just like, Tuesday night football? Let's do this. Waiting all day for Tuesday, Tuesday night. night. All right. <laughs> you know, I could get used to this. It's, I could. <laughs> for real. But, I mean, think about what we we're doing here. It was just, it was out of control. And 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 no one will ever understand it. Like you said, they'll ask us years from now. Man, what was that like? Yeah, no, that, it's the thing. I mean, it it only happens. What about a hundred years ago? It happened. The NBA bubble. It, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And what's also interesting to me is this is going to be a weird season too for the NFL. Just getting used to that extra game. And like this is the first time in years where there's not going to be two Monday night football games to kick off the season. You know, remember there's one at like six and nine. Well, there's only the one game this year, so that's going to be a little different. And you know, I wonder how the injuries adding that extra game is going to change things. It is. It just. I wish it would have been like maybe a gap. Like let us get back. You know. Yeah. You took the ex girlfriend back, and then all of a sudden she's talking about moving in. Hmm. Like, like, can we just slow get, down a little bit? Yeah, can we just get back to dating? Let's have fun first before, like, all of a sudden the NFL's just adding more things. Like, what's next? They were trying to change the onside rule and, and all this. And I'm just like, let's just get back to football 
normal. They they, they shorten the the preseason, yep. uh, which I, I'm a fan of. Me too. But still, it just seems like a lot of stuff. An extra playoff team last year. You know, just just everything that they've added in the last. You're thinking, man, what, what, what's happening? With but that, that adds more money for them, more revenue, more games means more commercial time they can sell. You know? Replay on yeah. the, you know, replay on pass interferences and whatnot. Like, just it just seems like a lot of changes came so fast. And then this is where, where's football going to be in seven years? Let's let's this is a round number of ten. It just I don't know. I don't know, but I mean, NFL's still king, man. You know, people always they love it. They watch, and they're going to make as much money as they can. Think back of the extremities that we went through to have sports put on that UFC had to go buy a private island. Yes, <laughs> they did, and they did it. This thing, like, like it's Mortal Kombat, <laughs> you know, like, like it was a damn movie. Like, oh, what we can't fight on any any land in the in the in the world. Basically, we have to go to some land that's not sanctioned and <laughs> and just that has no rules. I'm surprised they didn't do like a cruise, like get into international waters and let people start fighting each other. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it was it would have been close too. That's where we were. Like Dana White, just think about that. Or that that first what was it WrestleMania that they put on the first pay per view event that had actual like that was 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 televised. Everyone was watching wrestling, being like, "Man, I watched wrestling when I was young. I don't care." I'm watching it like, what am I doing? Like, can I even bet on this? Like, <laughs> you can. If, yeah. And then all of a sudden, UFC came along. And I'm like, all right, back to something normal now. I could bet on this. But think back about where we were months ago, not even knowing where where, where the sense of sport, the, the landscape of sports was going to be. And as to where we are now, I'm, I'm glad to see things get going. I'm glad to be able to go back to the bar. And, and, yeah. And, uh, you know what? I was worried that maybe a lot of people aren't taking the shot. But, man, I was talking to a bunch of people yesterday. Everybody I ran into was like, yeah, I'm vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. So, hey, it made me feel more comfortable. Like, hey, me too. You vax, bro? Yeah, you vax, bro? <laughs> put, Do you even vax, bro? He pulls out a vape. Yeah, I got, <laughs> I got vax in my vape. Thank you for checking in with us like you do every single Sunday, hanging out with us every single Sunday, helping us stay in line because we love you guys. And we want to sign off by saying happy Memorial Day. This is the time to reflect on those that paid the ultimate price to, hey, let us be able to do this show, be able to hang out, do a barbecue with our families, and just live in peace. This one's for you. Signing off for the squad like we do every single Sunday. That's Josh Jordan. That's Trey Campbell. And I'm Jerry Bo Knows with a Z. Peace.